Okay, hello. Welcome to episode 137 of Sack King's Therapy. This is actually take two of this podcast because I had the wrong mic on. So all you could hear was Fong and <laughs> talking to himself in about, you know, every 10 seconds, basically. But um, we did have a bit of a did have a bit a bit that we were doing on the original record that we're not going to do now just because uh, it really doesn't. It would feel weird if we did the bit, but basically we were trying to think, come up with things to be thankful for, you know, things that, you know, make us happy. And Fong listed family and just, you know, just being over here, right? Some, something along those lines, right? Oh, pretty much, yeah. So, yeah, he was thankful for that, and I was thankful for cats. Uh, I, um, for those of you loyal listeners, I, I've talked about how much uh, I love our feline friends and you know i'm a big fan of just watching a lot of cat videos and i have recommendations of um on youtube there's a youtube channel called don't stop meowing and it's about a couple with three cats and they're all pretty awesome but the star of the show is chase the cat who is who's apparently understands humans basically and just Really, really fun cat. Uh, go check them out. Don't stop meowing. And Rachel and June. Uh, Rachel and June, I've watched them for years. I actually just ordered a $20 cup from them. And yeah, let's see. I, ho- I hope it comes soon because I'm actually pretty excited to see that uh, to see that uh, cup. And if you're and the reason why we were doing that in the original recording was this game was terrible against the Grizzlies in Memphis. Uh, the Kings get absolutely obliterated um, by by the Grizzlies. They basically start the Grizzlies started off 11 and 0 and basically never looked back. I don't think we ever led in this game. And yeah, um, let's uh, let, let's start with the injury report. So for the Kings, Mo Harkless, Harrison Barnes, Rashawn Holmes were all out, and on the Grizzly side, Ja Morant. Uh, and Fong actually missed the first half. I'll quickly recap it. It was shit. Um, basically, again, start Grizzly started off 11-0 and never really looked back. Defense was really bad on the Kings' side. And then on the other side, like, the Kings just could not hit a shot. They could not hit any threes. And it basically snowballed to the entire game. Yeah, isn't that great? And according to the stat line that you listed here, again, with Buddy... You know, being a defensive liability, of course, and you'll probably go on about it, uh, hasn't been hitting real good where he should be, which is the three-point line. And according to this, he's zero for five in the first quarter. Yes, zero for five in the first quarter. And don't let his final stat line fool you. He He was one for nine. It was somehow worse than that. It was like he missed open looks. Honestly, every time he misses an open look, it should be two shots. Honestly, like, and then he started pressing and started taking even worse threes. And then when he got open, he still missed them. It was it was the most it, it, you know live by the live by the buddy, die by the buddy. Well, this one you got we got sent to hell and back basically all seven levels of hell, and basically just it was a bad buddy game. And unfortunately, one of the reasons why they had to play him was because we had to start Terrence Davis, who managed to pick up two fouls within the first two minutes. Uh, 
And one of the reasons why is because he was guarding Dylan Brooks, and Dylan Brooks managed to draw three fouls within the first, like, two or three minutes. It was it was his game, even though he didn't shoot that well throughout the game. He basically sparked the Grizzlies, like, right from the start. And, again, they just, the Grizzlies just did not look back after that. Uh, well, that's too bad because uh... – I don't know if you mentioned it in this recording, but yeah, I did say there was a few players that I wanted to watch out for, and apparently Dylan Brooks is one of them, sadly enough, and he didn't do so well according to the stat line, but just watching him in the second half, man, he he looked he looked like he looked ridiculous. <laughs> so yeah, let, well let's let's redo this 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 bit because it does it, it, it there's a reason for it. So when you said that Dylan Brooks was going to be a problem in the Lakers podcast, I responded by saying, "Well, okay, uh, I was hoping you would actually answer." Um, <laughs> uh, basically, I said, "Put Davion on him." Like that's one of the big things that I was really looking forward to from Davion. Like Dylan Brooks is a is a guard who basically just always just plays well against us because we don't have a great point of attack on ball defender for him. But you put Davy on him and you can pretty much kind of like take him out of the game, except for whatever reason Alvin Gentry just did not do that. Like after Terrence Davis picked up his two fouls, Buddy Heel came in and guess who was on Dylan Brooks? Buddy Heel. And there was and there was a highlight reel at halftime and towards the like that they played. And each time that Dylan Brooks got a dunk, who was guarding him? Buddy Heald. It was every single time. And it was just you have Davy on there for a reason. Just put him on, put him on Dylan Brooks and you can pretty much take him out of the game. Granted, the team defense was terrible, too. So maybe he goes off anyways. But like, why play with that? You know, why put why put Buddy on him to begin with? Like, if anything, put Fox on him. I know it'll probably like wear him out a little bit, but like just uh, to give yourself a chance at least. Yeah, uh, man, I don't know. To be honest, after the first recording, it's it's kind, of, it's kind of hard to you know justify or defend this team at this moment because this it was a terrible game for almost everyone. To be honest, yeah. And if you look at the field goal percentage and three point percentage, it was a terrible game. Like the thirty four percent from the field the entire game, twenty one percent from three. And, you know, you see 21% from three, and it was about that percentage from pretty much the entire game. You would think that the Kings would, you know, attack the rim a little bit more, maybe try to get something inside and, God forbid, take some mid-range shots. But no, they kept jacking up threes. It was frustrating as hell to watch. And the poster child of that is, of course, is Buddy Hill, but that's what Buddy does. But it's Chemezi Metu. It's De'Aaron Fox to a certain degree, although De'Aaron Fox, amazing enough, was the best shooter on the team on the team this game. And like Alex Len shot like shot like one. And it was just why do you guys keep jacking up threes? This is the 30th ranked defense. Attack it a little bit. Like, try and get them moving, get some ball movement. Instead, they fall into bad habits, you know, like a, a screen a roll and then pr- and then a shot of some sort. No passing, the ball sticks, and it was just ugly basketball to watch. Yeah, so by the time during the third quarter, the 
we were watching the Memphis broadcast, by the way. Uh, the commentators uh, said that you know at that point we were 19% from the free、uh, that game, and according to、uh, Statline, we're actually fifth best in the league within the free point line. So you know, I feel like we should have attacked a little more inside the free point line for once because, man, we were just hitting.、Uh, We were calling it in this game, buddy mentality three pointers, like just throughout the whole game, almost. Yeah, and it just I I just don't like if the Kings. I know the Kings is like the memo is to shoot as many threes as possible, and like that's how the modern game works. And you know, Seth Part now actually came out with a book and talking about how that's not really a viable strategy for. Every single team, and you look at this team. There aren't that many three-point shoot. There aren't any good three-point shooters. Buddy, of course, is your best three-point shooter. Sure, he should, he should, he can, and probably should jack some threes. But like, you know, the shot selection is questionable. But like guys like Terrence Davis, guys like Chemezi Metu, like those guys should not be shooting as many as many threes as they are. They're just not hitting them. And they just kept jacking and kept jacking. And the ironic part is, they're both pretty good at going to the basket. Like even Buddy, to a certain degree. Like when things weren't working, he actually attacked the basket a little bit, drew in the defense, and actually got some layups. Like you know, like again, it's the 30th ranked defense. They're still the 30th ranked defense, by the way. That's how bad it is. Like even though they just destroyed us, or they or they kept us, you know, within check. Like it's. I don't. I don't know what this Kings team is doing, and you know, if you're going to, if you're going to like be that team that sh- quote unquote shoots a bunch of threes, you need three point shooters, and this team just does not have enough of them. Yeah, and you know, sadly, you know, Alvin did check in our third unit, which is nice to see. It's nice to see Louis King and Jamais Ramsey, Damian Jones, etc., etc. We got to see some Bagley too during pretty much. Pretty much all of them during the fourth quarter because you know it's pretty much a done deal by the time like I would say halfway through the third quarter. Yeah, basically it was like in the start of the third quarter, like、um, Alvin Gentry just seen enough, just bench the entire starting unit and just put in the second unit slash third unit. Like at that point, he was just done, and it's actually kind of good in a way to actually see that he has he has the guts to do that. And also to have the cachet to be able to do that, like those guys were just not playing well. They weren't playing with urgency. They weren't playing with effort. So at that point, like you know, fuck it, just just bench everybody. Like it's not working. Like you, you need to send a message, and he did. Like the, and it's just it's just like that's where we're at. Like we're talking about just effort and just not playing up to your capabilities. And you know, it's the same old story. And like you know, Luke. I mean, I've always thought that Luke was not the problem. And at, at some point, you have to look back at the players and you have to ask, like, why doesn't why does someone have to ask you to play hard? Why does some, like you know, why don't they stick to the game plan? Because I highly doubt the game plan was to constantly jack threes and not play defense on the other end. Like, you know, it, it, you have to actually ask these questions because. 
wh- who is the leader out there? You know, like we always say it's Tyrese, it's, it's De'Aaron, but you know, Tyrese seems to be trying. De'Aaron's not that not that kind of personality. There's just no leader out there getting everyone organized and reminding people of the game plan. And sure, Tristan Thompson has been great as a locker room leader. He's saying the right stuff out there, uh, out in the media. And, you know, he's being a good leader. But he's but he's like the second or third backup uh, center on this team. Like he does not get that many minutes. So he's not the guy to be giving that message. It has to come up top. It has to come from your best player. He has to be the one that leads this team and organizes this team. And, you know, whether that's Fox, whether that's Halliburton or to a certain degree, uh, Harrison Barnes, who didn't play this game, it's not happening. <sighs> well, you know. I guess we shall see because I think, I mean, you have mentioned it. This team does need a, like a pretty much a big redo in terms of what we have as players and what we need to, you know, fix. And you brought up the fact that like, you know, if we bring back Iman Shumpert, like maybe yeah. things are better, but that that's not the that's not the solution because Shump coming back in would not be probably wouldn't even be a rotational player. He'd probably just be a Kendrick Perkins essentially. Like it, it does. You need the best. You need the, the your top dog, the head of the snake, to be saying this stuff. You need your head. You need your top guy to be that guy who leads the team and you know se- and, you know sends a message to the team. It it can't be you know a. a, a like a role player that barely plays or like a guy like Tristan Thompson who's a backup big and it, it needs to come up top and that's why I'm all like maybe this is a blessing in disguise because this team needs a roster change I just talked about like how this team just does not have enough three-point shooters to actually you know r- run the kind of game plan that Alvin Gentry talks about like where you just launch as many shots shoot shoot as many shots as you can really fast play with pace but this team does not have that type of lineup or type of roster to do that so it's probably going to need to come through trade i don't know what those trades are like and you know it might end up costing us a, tr- a real core piece and by core piece i mean one of De'Aaron Halliburton or Davion or Harrison Barnes and Rashawn Holmes like it probably comes at the cost of one of these guys to actually get actual you know shooters to actually run your game plan and you know i've been also advocating like a little bit for a simmons trade of some sort like he doesn't fix your three-point shooting uh issues but like if you can somehow find a way to keep davion and you know keep like harrison i highly doubt like you can keep both like that's a really deadly that's a really good off good defense like imagine you know, Ben Simmons, like, smothering guys, and then you have Davion, like, you know, smothering, like, guards. That is an interesting idea to think about. I don't know how it will work in practice, but at least that's something. At least you have an identity. At least you have something that you're actually, good, like, definitely good at, and that would be defense. Yeah, and speaking of identity, that's something I would like to see, because as of right now, our identity is is all over the place, to be honest. <laughs> Our uh, identity is that we can't take advantage of shorthanded teams. <laughs> yeah. Because, mm. like, don't forget, like, you know, the, the Portland Trailblazers, they went at full strength. Lakers were at full strength. But for some reason, we just can't beat the Sixers and their summer league team and the, and the uh, Grizzlies without John Morant. 
Granted, it's actually a pretty decent team. Like, they have depth. And, like, they're every draft Twitter geek's, like, wet dream. A bunch of young guys that you just give minutes to who can do stuff. Like, it's just... Like, you just look at this team. Like, there's a lot of young guys that I really like. I like... I loved Zaire Williams in the draft. <clears throat> he was pretty good this game. I, I love Brandon Clark. Hey, hey, maybe we shouldn't have uh, traded away our pick in 2019. Just, just a thought. Um, like I really like, I like D'Anthony Melton. Dylan Brooks, for the most part, is a good player. Although, like you know, you look at his efficiency. Like even in this game, it wasn't that good. But like he, he has an effect on the game. And like they just, they have a bunch of guys I like. And like they can, they're out there doing stuff. And you know, it's a good group of guys. But at the same time, like Kings, theoretically have more talent, but they sure as hell don't play like it. Uh, yes. Oh, yes. Well, I guess we shall see what happens in the off. Well, not off season, <laughs> the trade deadline, because I, I kind of want to see half this team gone, to be honest. Uh, like that's that's a sad part. I actually don't want to see half the team gone, but I think someone from the core needs to go. And, mm-hmm. you know, what? then Buddy Heels, like, you know, he's had good, some good moments. Uh, I'm ready to be done with him. Marvin, mm-hmm. even though he's been playing better lately, like I don't know, I don't know if it, I, I don't know if he should stay. Like maybe it's something with him. Like at this point, I'm where I'm like I'm willing to listen to offers for De'Aaron Fox. And mm-hmm. Halliburton is a, more on the untouchable side to me. But like at the same time, like if a great offer comes, you have to listen. Davion, he's been great, but it's, it's the same thing. He's a rookie. There's only so much he can do. Like it, the core, the core of the team needs to needs to be changed. There's something about this core that's just not getting the job done. Well, mm, other than that, I mean, that's about it. This game, I mean, hopefully we could just bounce back, but you know, it's gonna be against the Lakers on Tuesday, so uh, we'll see how that goes. Because, like you said, they're gonna be off for revenge. Yeah, I mean, these are the kinds of games that, like, you need to take advantage of. But, like, the Kings have it in their DNA that they just cannot, for the life of them, take advantage when, you know, an opportunity presents itself. They need to be motivated. And that's where we're at with this game. And that's where, that, with this team. Like, they need to be motivated. Like, there's like they're, you know, college students. Although, granted, some of them should still be in college like they're college students that need to be motivated to study. They need to be motivated to actually do well on a test. They need to be motivated to, uh, to actually like to actually work on their project. You know, you are you are you study engineering. You had to be motivated to actually start on your projects. You had to be motivated by a deadline to actually get started on it. Like it's just one of those kinds of things like it just it just can't keep going like this. I don't know who I don't know what the source of the problem is. James Ham has talked about like there's there's a my bad guy on this team that just like whatever he makes his makes mistake just says my bad and never really improves upon it. And you know it's as a guy that's been on the team for for a long time and unfortunately it's kind of it's kind of been nailed down to either Buddy or De'Aaron. And I don't know who it is, but like that's probably the root of the issue. Well, yeah, yeah. Uh, the more I think about it, I, I, yeah, we do need to do something about it. But 
it's not gonna happen anytime soon sadly and sadly enough it's not gonna we're not gonna be much of something this season again i i would push back against that i mean it's i know i know i hate to say this but it is still relatively early like uh may, may i don't i wouldn't guarantee it i won't put money on it but like once trades happen i think this team will look very different oh yeah well we'll see if those trades pan out towards the end and if you guys are wondering, I just outed Fong as an engineering, as he studied engineering. Uh, I study business. If you guys mm-hmm. were interested, it was pretty easy. Um, <laughs> yeah. So overall, like you know, they have to. They hopefully they actually get motivated on Tuesday to face the Lakers, and hopefully they can beat them too. Because uh, hilarious enough, they're kind of struggling against the uh, the Detroit Pistons right now, which is funny. Um, <laughs> Like the Lakers, the Lakers are a beatable team, and like if they're full strength, again, the Kings might just be, you know, amped up to pl- amped up to play them. I didn't want to say motivated again because it's pro- I'm probably repeating myself a lot, but like I think I think like the Kings uh, just it's frustrating because they go toe to toe with a you know uh, an upper level Western Conference team. You know the Lakers have their problems, but their talent level dictates that they're probably at least a playoff team. Granted, the, the Memphis, Memphis Grizzlies are a playoff team, but without John Morant, they're not much, really. And you get smoked by them. And like, I, I, I don't understand why the Kings have such an issue, again, playing against shorthanded teams and and also against teams that just play hard. You look at the, you look at like this, like ragtag, you know, group of young guys, like, there's not really a star out there, but they just out, they're just out there playing hard. They stick to the game plan. They run the offense. And like another thing I noticed, like they have like back cuts like designed or like they, they basically they run an offense that lets players, you know, do backdoor cuts and it just leads to easy offense. And I don't know why I don't see it with an Alvin's offense. I am. It's kind. I mean, it's it can be kind of built in in there. I but I can't tell if it's just like Alvin Gentry just saying, all right, just spread the floor for a guy to ISO. Or is it just like, the, or is it that the players just don't have the basketball IQ to actually take advantage of these kinds of little openings? Like, it's very frustrating to watch Buddy constantly fight over a screen to get open, and he's and he just won't. And the easy answer is just a back cut and hope that the guy passes it to you. Or like, you know, it, it creates some sort of confusion, but he doesn't do it. And it's just, it's confusing to me why. And it's frustrating to see the Grizzlies actually do that. <laughs> oh, yeah. And yeah, it's pretty frustrating to see the Kings, you know, play the same old offense, to be honest. Uh, whether it's ISO or, you know, chuck a free, because it seems like that's all they could do. And again, like this game, they shot 21% from three. Like the irony is that they were actually pretty decent going to the rim. Although later in the game, like the the Grizzlies were just not afraid of any outside shot from the Kings. And like they just packed the paint. So it got a little harder to get into the paint. But at the same time, find a find a way. Like, stop jacking up so many threes. Like, you guys are just not a good three-point shooting team. And you know, at some at a certain point, find a better shot. Ah, well, I guess we shall see if this improves. Nope, sorry for that little negative Nancy of 
an episode uh, just uh, just to kind of lighten the mood. Uh, so I uh, I did get a well a, a friend gifted me an uh, Oculus Quest 2, and we were actually trying to find some VR games that I could play. And of course, like you know the the usual、uh, hentai game suggestion came up.、Um, I don't want to play that, so I want to play something else. The two we've kind of nailed down so far are either Skyrim or Fallout VR, and you know I'm down to play either one of them, but I like to see if there's any other options. Fog, unfortunately, really couldn't come up with any, just because it's a tough, it's a tough genre, actually. Yeah, it's a, also a pretty niche market. Not not many people do have a VR set like you do, and you know not many、uh, companies make. I guess. I don't want to say decent of games, but you know, attracting games、uh, to you know the the market out there. Yeah, so I'm gonna try and figure out figure this out. Probably gonna settle on Fallout VR or、um, Skyrim VR. We'll see. If you guys do have suggestions, feel free to message us at our email at kingstherapypod at gmail dot com. That's K I N G S. T H E R A P Y P O D at gmail dot com. I honestly don't know if I spelled that right, to be honest.、Um, but just <laughs> think about、right. it, Kings Therapy Pod. Not nothing complicated. Just it's Kings Therapy Pod at gmail dot com. Oh yes, <laughs> make sure to message us. Yeah. Okay.、Um, other than that, there's not much else that we came up with.、Um, so Alvin Gentry had a quote where he basically just said, "Yeah, just flush this game down the toilet and let's move on." That was basically his message to everyone. Well, I'm pretty sure we'll forget this、uh, game for sure. But you know, when it comes time for our top five losses, wins and losses,、uh, it's gonna be a nightmare to remember. I don't even know if this makes it. I think there's gonna be worse ones <laughs> coming.、Oh, okay. Honestly, like、okay. I don't think this is the end because it, unless trades happen, this is ingrained into the king's DNA, and there will be more, unfortunately. All right. <laughs> well, uh, so to, to not completely end on a downer note, uh, something, uh, something kind of happier happened. Uh, Demarcus Cousins has been signed to Milwaukee on a non-guarantee. And I guess they need another center, and because I haven't been really following them, but I know they've been decimated by injuries. So maybe he's just kind of there as a placeholder for now. And if he plays well, he maybe maybe he gets a, a full time contract and hell have a chance to play for another ring. Because he technically well, does have one, I think, with the Lakers. Or was it the Warriors? No, he didn't win one with the Warriors. Jeez, it, it feels like the, he's that was the KD、uh, Achilles year. Ah,、uh, that's here. That's right. Man, it feels like he's been in plenty of like potential uh, championship uh, runs with teams, and uh, yeah, hopefully he does、uh, make something out of this because it's pretty great to see a former king like him, especially,、uh, come back on the court after such a geez, was it ACL how many years ago? No, yeah, like two years ago, I think. Yeah, that that's been a while. Yeah, and you know he. I think he still has something in, in, in left in the tank. Of course, like his defense is well documented, but like he still he had stretches in in that Clippers series against the、uh, 
against what the Suns and like even against the Jazz, like he showed something. Like he scored like 11 points in like five minutes, I think, though, in one game. Like he has something left, and you know, hopefully he does do well in Milwaukee. Yeah, I guess we shall see. Okay. Uh, yeah, again, guys, send your suggestions for good VR games, and please do send it soon because the Steam sale is ending soon. So uh, I don't want to pay full price for, for a lot of these games. So, yeah, do do send in suggestions if you do have them. If not, um, just... You know, you don't have to. You don't have to email us. We're not going to shame you. Although, if you do send me a bunch of hentai games, I, I will take that a little personally. I'm not. I'm not buying those. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not at that point in my life. So. Well, I guess you know. Happy holidays to everyone, and hope everyone's had a great Thanksgiving. And well, I guess we'll see you guys possibly on Tuesday against the Lakers. And yay, everyone goes back to work. Yay, it's going to be uh, Monday tomorrow. Yay. Yeah. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Or, you know, happy holidays. Hope you hope you guys did have a good Thanksgiving. But it's back to reality. Yep. <laughs>